1: SC Report for Round 21, here it's JT joined by Lakey, yet again. Lakey, how are you, mate? I'm up and about, mate. How are you doing? Are you? I was a big job there. You've got two kids or three in the house, you're in lockdown, we don't know when it's going to end. What's going on? No, that's it. That's It's just all fun and games out this way. So, I've been drunk for three days.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't actually think I've looked after my children. to so. say. <laughs> no, they've been really I, good, actually. They say, I can't complain this time, they've been really good, they've been best friend for whatever reason. So, I'm just, yeah, cr- fingers crossed that that, uh, that train keeps rolling.
1: I mean, we're used to it by now, hey? Like every city in Australia has been through lockdown and we've done it all last year. We're doing it again. So, it's nothing we're not used to, though. you and I uh, did rush off to make sure we got our essential mm-hmm. uh, alcoholic supplies before lockdown. Yep. Yep. I got it. We haven't, uh, full haven't really learned. No. Hashtag panic buying. But um, anyway, we might have needed it because Saturday night, um, I forgot how bad off-season is and how boring it is. What, what do we do to entertain ourselves oh. a day without rugby league? Well, fortunately
0: for me, I'm a big uh, NFL and NBA fan, so those sort of offset the NRL season. But for anybody else, yeah, it gets real dire on the weekends. It, um, Bit of
1: Olympics action, though, to keep, us keep the entertainment. I mean, there was some other, like sport I flicked it over to they were giving out points for missing and and dropping a lot and a lot Mm -hmm, of tight mm -hmm. shirt singlets a lot of cuddles very very uninteresting sort of affair but glad that didn't last for too much longer have you watched much olympics steering away from Supercoach for a little while anything exciting you um so far
0: yeah I've watched a little bit of the track um that was sort of my bread and butter when I was growing up and I've watched the basketball and I watched the girls um, bomb out in the soccer last night, unfortunately. But yeah, no, I've just sort of been picking and choosing. I can't really get into the Olympics as a whole. I wouldn't watch swimming any other day, so it doesn't really interest me <laughs> just because it um, it's on the TV every four years. So mm. yeah,
1: I, I, I love it. You get, I
0: get it, but yeah, it's not for me
1: it! Well, you sit there and watch all these people on balance beams and yeah, shit like that, yeah. and you're like, oh, come on, don't. How can you miss that? Yeah, exactly you right. Down. That's it.
0: <laughs> <You> <laughs> it turns
1: muppet. us all into- <laughs> You trained four years for this, and I'm sitting on the couch, stuffing my face with party pies. Love it. I tried to watch a bit of skateboarding. I thought that might be a bit more exciting. It was not. The BMX was all right, though. Um, shout out to Logan from Logan. Um, that was pretty exciting. And then a bit of weightlifting last night. There were some scary, scary uh, people- out there doing uh, lifting weights, but I definitely wouldn't want to cross them. Uh, Yeah, pretty wild stuff, but it's all a sporting affair. So glad to have at least something on a Saturday night to keep us entertained. Outside of that, round 20 was an absolute dumpster fire for me personally. I had 16 players in the end. I banged on all last week about how I had the perfect amount. I had 18 um, and I was going to cop an auto emergency. It didn't matter because I had a backup. It was either one of your boys, Connor Watson or Jaden Braley. They were both terrible. And then Jesse Raymond gets an ear infection and sits out the round. So I copped, a uh, well, an AE of about 20, and then a uh, did not a play. <laughs> there you go. I finished on like 13.20. It was about top 30% for the week. I had a tumbling down of about 2.5K. Oof. How did you fare? Uh, I finished with a 15.20,
0: I think. Um, so I, I jumped up into 2.6 in the overall rankings. So I rose about, I think it was only three or 400. Spots mm-hmm. in the end, it was pretty tight up the top. Uh, it was uh, basically the turbo show. Everybody got on him as captain. And everybody just rose the ranks. It was
1: incredible. So uh, absolutely ridiculous. Another uh, record breaker. Yep. So I think we've seen the record beaten. Was it two or three times already this year? It's only twice. Um, turbo
0: did knock up a two oh eight, but it was after Cleary had already broken it with his two twenty five, and then so yeah. After seeing um, Cody run away with it in, was it round 20 last year against the Chooks?
1: The very final round. I yeah. did not have him. It was
0: painful. It budget. was awful. It's so the first man to crack 200 and we've seen three of them since. Did you VC Cody Walker by chance? Like a lot of people No, did. I I, um, I managed to get lucky on that one where I VC Dewey and I went, nah, I'm not going to take a 97 when Turbo's running around. But in say every chance I would have v- uh, looped cody with his 151 i feel real bad for people who did go that route and had to sit and watch the sunday night game
1: i was telling Stasi in our other chat our whatsapp group that um it would take 150 if i did have the vc on cody luckily like yourself i didn't but it would take 150 to even consider it given the yeah, form turbos exactly in it goes right. to show that that might have been the mark and, and people took it and ran with it and then here we go i mean it's hard to say because on a bad week turbo goes and, and pings his hammy and gets 20 or whatever oh, and moves on. You just don't know. Yeah, absolutely. You
0: know, it's it's, it's all like a good game. And 150 is the new 120 that we used to go by. If someone hit 120, you'd take that loop. So, yeah, it was the right play. I think I said that to Wenning um, regarding the people's team that, yeah, looping Cody is the absolute right play, but it just didn't work out.
1: No, not at all. But I guess you, you live and learn and you know it may have cost you 50, 60-odd possibly more points. It's, uh, it's a tough one to swallow, but nonetheless, it's so good watching Turbo run it around when you've got the captaincy on him. He looks an absolute um, superstar, but he's got a tougher matchup this week, which we'll get into when we go around the grounds. But um, yeah, final word on round 20. I did have to sit there and the uh, the last time I think a full crowd is going to get to sit there and watch a game. I got to be part of it and you saw wish I had Broncos done. towel up. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a tough song because I sat there all game and I'm you know, keeping the emotions in check and like whatever, classic Broncos running away with it. They always do. And then we started coming back mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. more, a little bit more. And then Kyle Felt went over and I was out of the seat, absolutely uh, yiharing, sat back down, and then they took the try off. And then we conced- That's get- proceeded right. to uh, that was continue awful. losing. Yeah. I, it was. I, <clears throat> I mean,
0: write in, leave us a comment, send us a tweet or something. But someone explained that to me because I watched all the replays and I could not fault it I don't understand where they got the knock on from
1: I won't whinge about it too much longer but I had a, a mate uh you know shocky at the game and he was up in Lots some crow. higher box than I was he does uh but I rang him after the game because I had a big early day for, for golf and whatever the next day so I was clearly not in the mood for celebrating just said to him like oh enjoy your, enjoy your rumbo mate at the caxton and he, he's very well um, I took the victory in good stride and said, yeah, no worries, um, go the Broncos. And we left it at that. Then about three hours later, I'm getting all these chats from him, um, like how good was that, JT? And <laughs> <what a night. laughs> So he so clearly, sounded like he did enjoy Rumble. the Caxton. Uh, it certainly did. I just uh, turned the phone off and went to bed better better plan uh anyway that's the round 20 uh that was we're into round 21 so we've got five more games to go it's a tough slog when you don't have trades but if you do it may be a fun time of year because you can go to town um maybe before we get into the game by game let's go through a quick injury update They have been coming thick and fast as it was last week, so it is for round 21. Starting off with your boy, Jaden Braley. He's been rested for concussion. Don't know how he made it back on the field last week, but pretty was, tough one to swallow with numbers yeah. being an issue. I didn't see him coming yes. back
0: yet, but he did for whatever reason. And yeah, so it's just said he's been rested, but it makes sense that it's for the head knock.
1: Campbell Graham, Liam Knight, both also still rested to head knocks. I own Campbell Graham. It's been a tough three weeks just when you need these sort of numbers. Um, I guess playing it precautionarily with him, so good to see from the bunnies. They're in a pretty good spot, so no need to risk it. It's his
0: second in the last three or four games, isn't it? So I think they're just probably taking a uh, a cautious approach with him.
1: Weird that he was named. Well, maybe not weird because we do tend to see it more and more nowadays, but was named last week a late scratching as he was the week before and uh, this week not named at all. So Mm -hmm. clearly not in... Uh, a good frame of mind. Benny Hunt, tough one as well. Um, broke his arm and played on last week, uh, looking at four to six weeks, I think, on the sidelines, which uh, we were just talking about him last week as being a smoky in that yeah. halves uh, option, despite playing for the Dragons, but uh, very tough one for people to swallow if you did jump on. Yeah, exactly. It, it basically rules him out for the season, which is a tough pill to swallow. He's been really good for them couple of other guys out for the season as well. Tony Staggs, he was uh, firming. He tore us to shreds and then unfortunately did his knee yet again. So, cannot get any time on the field, but looks uh, like an absolute superstar. Not having turbo-like effects on the Broncos, but they do look a much better team with him there. Unfortunately, he's gone until 2022. Dane Laurie as well broke his leg within about a minute uh, like yeah, last week against, yeah, against the Warriors. That wasn't um, a good side at all, but he'll be back and hopefully firing next season. murdoch Massilla. He's uh, gone for the Warriors as well. They cannot take a trick in the injury front, although they do get a few returns. We'll chat through them. And Regan Campbell-Gillard, he's uh, done his groin out for a week. That's all the injuries that I could pick up. Um, so, again, not there's a few in there that are super coach relevant, so hopefully not scrounging for players this week as I am. Kept an eye out on some upcoming returns. Uh, most notable, we got Luke Thompson, who's your and my boy, not mm-hmm. back next week but the week after, uh, thankfully, because it looks like we may need some numbers Uh, up front and he's a jewel so that's what we've got him in for we just need him back on the park and not getting suspended and then alex johnson i'd kind of forgotten about this guy um he's been what out three possibly four weeks it will be with a a missed round this week um but again a great number for people to have in the back end of the year have you kept him
0: i've held on to him basically because i knew he was going to come back um with when toto got bin for the season it was an easy choice for me i knew one of them was coming back and the other one wasn't so i flicked high but the thing with johnston is if he's back um in round 22 he gets the titans which is fairly favorable if he's back the week after he gets the panthers and then the roosters which is pretty tough so it's it's a bit of a you know if you had the depth you wouldn't play him but a lot of people aren't
1: gonna have that anyway no, not at all. Depth uh, and trades are two things that I clearly do not have at this stage of the year. I think I have 18 suiting up at this stage. Uh, all right, this part, I think we'll keep it relatively short and simple. We're going to go the game by games, target some of the key returns that are lining up for this week, and then also some of the key players we're keeping an eye on, whether it's trade-ins, VCs, captains, whatever it may be. There's a stack of good games this week and just having a look through it. So let us get it started. <laughs> You may be cheering on this one a uh, little more than I was against the same opponents, but your boys, the Knights, they've had a big win. Uh, I would say surprise win over the Raiders for me, but they're coming up against the Broncos this week. They got Mitchell Pierce coming back. What does that do to them?
0: That's huge, mate. It just helps guide them around him and um, uh, your boy Jake Clifford haven't had a chance to play at all together, um, especially with Ponga and Best and. And now with um, Braley out as well, so they haven't had that chance to develop any chemistry, but it's a good step forward to against a decent opponent to start to develop that.
1: It's a shame that Jaden Braley's out this week because it would probably be the first time your spine likely to suit up for next season gets a game together. Yes, 100%. will uh, have to wait maybe one one more week. But um, with all cavalry back on deck, they did look – well, most of them back on deck uh, minus Piers last week. They looked a hell of a lot better than they have in, in previous weeks. And maybe it's worth moving on to this guy, and he's the number one traded in player as of now uh, Tuesday night, and that's Braden Best. Cut price, 380K, had a ton last week. Um, it looked like he'd spent no time out at all. Every box ticked, would you say? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I was telling people last week he was a get. Of course um, you were. I was, yep. yeah, when I think I spoke <laughs> to him. Did you get him? I did Did you not. get him? I, so I basically said he, he's, he's the guy you want for the run home. He's got a 90-something break even, so wait and watch and see how he goes. And he tore the Raiders to shreds, so... Made me eat my words a little bit. I was wishing I jumped on, but um, this is the right time to get it. He plays the Broncos twice on their own home, the Sharks who just got annihilated, Bulldogs and Titans. So that's the last five games for the night. very, very favorable run. Uh, I can see Best sort of putting up those same sort of scores over the next couple of weeks. Maybe not a 107, but he he should be up towards 70s and 80s for the next couple of games, I would imagine.
1: Hmm, Some of the stuff he did out there. I mean, I I looked at it and thought, yeah, exactly, like the around the back offload. Try assist and, and the line breaks, and every time he takes the ball up, he looks dangerous. And it looks like Polly likes going down his side, uh, which is very handy. He's playing down that right or that left edge, so the right to left passing is a little easier, all that kind of thing. But we saw the combination last year. It's finally back again. Mm-hmm. Um hard to see the risk with him. Uh 380k, as we said, pretty uh cheap for a guy of his caliber. Has had a tough run with injury. Um, what's in the con list for this guy? I mean, I've traded him in. Just a little spoiler. I'm using one of my last two trades on him. I think the time is perfect if you're going to bring him in. But um, would there be cause for concern for anyone who may be looking at bringing him in?
0: Yeah, it's just the injury history. He he does tend to spend a lot of time on the sidelines. But I, I'm I'm got fingers crossed, both hands, toes across, and everything that he can at least last six weeks to run out the season. Um, and then any extra time we get post season is a bonus but um, mm. he's due a bit of an extended run. He hasn't had that f- for his whole career, really, and um, he's just a, an absolute man child when he's on the field. So, that, that'd that be the only con, um, but, you know, you look at- the- And one of the worst haircuts in the game. Well- And that's that saying. Sorry. There's that, but um, some of the best players have some of the worst haircuts in the game, <laughs> don't they, too. Ryan Pappenhausen? So, you know, he's got he, he's very cheap. He's under 400K. He's got a, you know- single-digit break-even, playing on a favoured side for the Knights with Kalen Ponga down there who loves that cut-out ball to his left side and, and you know, as you said, he loves to, to target that um, edge. So, everything is a positive except for that injury history and if you've got, like, he's coming in as probably my fifth uh, centre wing. Um, I mean, I'll be playing him every week, but, you know, if the worst were to happen, I've got coverage there. So, that's it's a no-brainer for me. But um, if you're, you know, running three nuffs on the bench, it might be, you know, part of the pun. Might be best to look elsewhere.
1: Certainly could be. Uh, Kalen Ponga, his uh, partner in crime, there last week. He's five hundred thirty-six k this week. For me, um, if I had the trades, those two guys would be absolutely within my in my side uh, as of right now. I still carry Guffo and he was. Um, maybe not overly disappointing last week against the Roosters, but just looks like Parra falling off a cliff. Tough run for them coming up. Not so for the Knights as we've talked about. Kalen Pong has finally got some easy uh, opponents coming up, so he could be back to doing uh, the things we or you particularly know and love uh, him to do. So 536k seems a steal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tossing up between the two, who would you first go for this week? that's really tough um but I'd probably Ponga considering
0: he plays all over the field where Brad and Best is is cemented on his left side he does come in for a, a run or two but Ponger is the guy for the knights so he's the focal point of the attack
1: and everything runs through him five percent owned too mm, he's um potish right? I got him will. in
0: uh, last week or the week before and you know I was shocked absolutely shocked at at the um ownership ranks but um I happily take it.
1: Uh, there you go. One person's traded him out for Harley Smith Shields. That's, so I just know That's something. Mate,
0: yeah. HSS scored a try on the,
1: on the weekend, so, yeah, <laughs> and, clever. And Will Smith. There you go for Parramatta. Uh, so, strange trades being made there, but I can imagine a guy like Caelan Polnett. There we go. Top uh, trade out is Clint Gufferson for him. So, that's the trade I would be making. It looks like 300-odd as of now making that trade. So, I can see uh, nothing really wrong outside of the fact he's not goal-kicking. That's right. And that was a, a good string to his bow, although he wasn't the best at it. It still uh, added a few points here and there. And given the run that they have, you'd expect them carrying through the form that they showed last week against the Raiders. Good form. That they are likely to score some tries going forward. So unfortunately, he'll he'll miss those points. But I suspect uh, that those points will still continue to flow line breaks and and tries well, and the like. And, and considering he had a groin injury which kept him out for a fair chunk of
0: time, um, it's probably smart to give up the kicking. But I mean, you look at these opponents. He's got the Broncos twice. They're the easiest side to score on from fullback at ninety three. He's got the Dogs, they're letting in 81 for second most. He's got the Titans, that 80 for third most. And he's got the Sharks, who um, Mr. Trevojevic just put 220 on. It's not a bad Mm -hmm. run home.
1: Not at all. It's going to be a scary proposition not owning him. But uh, anyway, I've, I've death-ridden a lot of players this season. I'll just add him to the list. Does I hear the clink of glasses in the background? It's me. Well done, Loki. Yep. I haven't even sorted myself out what a lockdown's throwing me into a spin. Connor Watson, the last night's player I want to chat about, he was all over the shop last week thrown to hooker and then to fullback uh, around the middle. Uh, didn't lend itself to a lot of points. I think he got 24 or so. Disaster because he was named and then benched, as he always seems to be. But what can I expect out of him this week? Named at lock. Uh, is he just going to get benched again? I would expect and then that he's back going on? back to the yep. bench
0: again with that same swap. It's been the MO all season, so I wouldn't um, think anything's going to change this week. Just prepare for it
1: if you... He played against us off the bench and scored, I think, two tries or one and set one up, something like that, and got 80 or 90. That's what I want out of him. Yep. Against the Broncos, I thought – you know, last week was a bit of an odd one because he was swapping in and out with Braley and things like that. So write that one off, but, geez, I'm really hoping for my sake because he is going to be the, the backup player and possibly 17th man that I need to try from him this week. Uh, against the Broncos, Knights are only up, surely. Uh, maybe moving to the Broncos themselves. Now that Stag's gone down, I think the only one really worth talking about from them is Payne Haas. Bit of a quieter game last week, but still, if 70 is his low end, uh, just goes to show how valuable... He is. Not really worth talking too much about him, but is there anyone else in the Broncos that I've missed?
0: No, I wouldn't be rushing out to get anybody. Um, I mean, a lot of people do have Tyson Gamble, uh, who put up a decent score last week, but I can't stomach the kid personally. But um, no, I don't I don't know who else you'd be excited about in that side from a supercoach standpoint. I did notice Milford's in the uh, reserves.
1: Is he? Yeah. Is that right? One it's- final hurrah. Be a Darius Boyd uh, kind of situation. <laughs> no, not on the bench. Last he's year in the reserves. reserves. <laughs> oh, I mean, bet he's a chance. That just goes to show. He must be tearing the house down at training. There you go. Um, yeah, that's probably about it. Broncos were on a lot better side. Jordan Rickey last week tore us to shreds. Um, we are Our second rowers, who've both incidentally been dropped this week, had absolutely no answers uh, for, for him and the rest of the Broncos last week. That was a very tough watch. But um, unfortunately, probably too little. Too late for Ricky, but um, Jeezy does look a good prospect. (laughs) Raiders and Dragons. This one is a very interesting matchup. Don't know what to make of it, but um, Raiders fell off a cliff last week against you guys. Had nothing going for them, and so much so, and maybe the scapegoat, but Corey Hara-Wira Naira has been moved to the bench, still in the side, still in Jersey 15, I think it is, but Hudson Young's been promoted ahead of him. And that's a tough pill to swallow for owners like you and myself, mm-hmm. who were banking on him. Given he was looking like a sixty-plus kind of player, we could carry through for the run home. I don't know what to make of this. What do you see happening? I don't know. Um, I mean, it wasn't too long
0: ago where he had a down game and then came back with a ninety-something. Um, but it's hard to see what his role is going to be off the bench. Is he going to get sixty minutes, just avoid the initial chop out, and come on and, and play it out? I don't know. Um, it wasn't all when was it that the Raiders and Dragons played? We were at the races, weren't we? Not uh, it
1: was at round 15. Yeah. He got 80
0: odd, yeah. He scored a try them, in that one, things. so he is dangerous and he can play. Um, does have the
1: form against this side, but I just don't know whether you trust him coming off the bench. He's been playing such big minutes all season. Uh yeah, not. Quite sure where the moves come from, but I know watching him against you guys, he got belted in a tackle uh, when the Raiders had, I think, three or four sets on your line, lost it, and then from there it was pretty much unsighted. Came in to do some defensive work, but I think ran four or five times the the whole game. So he was uncharacteristically quiet. Uh, maybe that's to do with him being moved back to the bench, but it's a huge risk, I think, having to play um, him in that sort of position. If I just bring up, try find Hudson Young who he's swapping with, and just see the kind of minutes he was getting um, earlier in the season when he was off the bench. But, I mean, you're looking at 30 to 40 mm-hmm. um, at most, which kind of is a disaster if you're looking at numbers for this week and you have to play CHN. I think if you've got a capable enough backup, uh, then maybe you have to to bench him this week. I just I, I can't see whether, unless there's a lucky try or something like that, and it is the Dragons. Um, yeah, I'd lean more towards benching him if you had that luxury. I don't, but if you did, (laughs) yeah, that's it. And I
0: say he's basically one of the top four in the second row at the moment, so
1: it's a a really solid uh hit to the Yeah, yeah, the, the stocks they are they are taking a battering over the last few weeks. Uh, outside of that, Jordan Rappner, I thought he was very good once again. Um, obviously, not the the result they wanted, but he at the back just looks dangerous every time he has the ball. Uh, so, have a look at his his stats from last week. He had twenty eight uh, evasive ones, so tackle busts and, and those sort of things. Um, set up a try as well, so he was in pretty good form despite the Raiders being poor themselves. Eighty one mm-hmm. uh, following on from ninety seven and seventy nine. Uh, the week before that, so it shows. At fullback, he's getting his hands on the ball, doing everything right. Called him out as a buy. Um, I'll just, I'm not sure of his price exactly, but uh, maybe it's, it's one week. Yeah, maybe, maybe if you're tossing up between him and a Bradman best, and you haven't made the call already, the, the price factor might win out
0: there. Yeah, but I, I would do think like so. what I'm seeing from Rappinah. Oh, he's been huge. Um, I I said last week against Parramatta, he was man of the match for mine, um, and he led them to a win. Against us, the whole team was poor, but uh, Rappinna really stood up and put everything into that game. He left nothing out on the field, and it showed with his score. Um, he was phenomenal again. If he's one of uh, if you if you're going to grab him in, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. I mean, they got a couple of tough, couple of tough matchups coming up against Melbourne, Manly, and the Chooks, which is probably another reason why I wouldn't be getting him. But if he's going to mm-hmm. be putting in the same work rate. Um, you know, he's he's getting back to the Rapana we really loved that that coming in off the wing and and picking up the extra runs and the extra effort efforts. But uh, you know, he's he's just playing in the middle of the field so he can do it from wherever now. And so he's getting his hands on the ball at will.
1: For the Dragons, Zach Lomax makes his return. Uh, so this is all the cavalry back on deck uh, after Barbecue Gate and, and Lomax back from his injury. So, he's probably the only one I've got down of interest. He's 446K. He's playing for the Dragons. Um, yeah, I know he was last season's um, go-to guy, but this year I think, do we just draw a line now with the Dragons and th- their so. coach prospects? What are they going to do? I mean, Ben Hunt's been there shining light and
0: he's out. Um, I thought... Terrell Sloan's really tough to have lost his spot. They put Jack Bird at, in fullback by the looks of things, and mm. Sloan's been given the axe, so that's uh, tough for him. But, yeah, I, I think Lomax is possibly
1: uh, 2022 bye. Bunnies and the Eels on the Friday night main game. Uh, returning Mitchell Moses and Cam Murray. Uh, for both sides respectively. So Mitch Moses being back for the Parramatta Eels couldn't come at a better time because they have looked pretty directionless over the last few weeks. King Guffo not looking quite the same either. I'm wondering if that does spark something in them. This is typical Parramatta and I'm sure their fans are sick of it, but it just looks like they've timed their run terribly. Uh, judging off last week they were awful
0: they were terrible and they got beat the week before by the raiders pretty handily mm. as well
1: um who then you beat handily handily that's right
0: or? so i can't wait to face the Eels. when do we do that um but no it's say bunnies this week manly then your boys melbourne and uh penrith for Gutho to finish the year I said it last week, He he's an absolute sell. You've got to get rid of him. And with Moses back, he's going to lose the goal kicking. Um, mm. So, it'll possibly be a few less of those bonus points, a few extra sprays at teammates. That can,
1: um, <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he was on the end of one from Mitch Moses earlier in the year. So, maybe um, they'll have something in, in the tank. It's just it's the culture. Yeah, I mean, Gutho didn't get any bonus points last week because they didn't kick a, a single point or try or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, that was one string to Gutho's bow that was a, a handy... A uh, handy one, but now that's gone. We're just really relying on the Eels to buck their usual trend and actually do something. And against uh, the Bunnies this week, they could find it very tough. Although, Souths have struggled against uh, the higher up teams so far this season. They have belted the, the lesser sides, uh, mine included. But against some of the better sides, Penrith and, and the Storm, and I think, come to think of it, they haven't shown up. So maybe this is the kind of game that Para. Uh, will drag themselves up for. But I don't know, judging by the way the Bunnies are playing, it's hard to see how Parramatta turn it around in the space of a week. But uh, interestingly enough, Cody Walker, would you be backing him for another VC? As, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the options at the, the back end of the pod. But for me, it's a, probably a game you could target. I think so. The Eels have really started showing some
0: cracks against the top teams. And you said that the Bunnies have been bad against the top teams this year, but it was back in round 12, they smacked Parramatta 38 to 20. So they've also um, got the runs on the board there. Um, I think it's another big game for the, the Bunnies. They're on fire at the moment. They're putting a lot of teams to the sword. And I know they've come up against some weaker opposition, but they just look phenomenal um they don't look like the hmm. same side that had 50 put on them by the storm you know three or four weeks ago they look like they're starting to click they've got latrell back cam murray inclusion is huge for them uh, damian cook is looking better i wouldn't say he's a super coach option at this stage but he's looking better he's looking to get involved more and setting the guys up a bit more around the ruck it's they're looking a far better side and it's it's the perfect time to hit those gears leading into the the finals and i think cody's the man who's you know, leading and doing all the work. He's dangerous on both sides of the field now. He's setting up tries for his outside men and he's scoring them himself. So, uh, definitely an option for a VC this week.
1: Yeah, definite rich vein of form for him. Uh, For Parramatta, I mean, the Mitch Moses thing is their only chance uh, turning the season around. I think he needs to come back and fire. Could be good news, I guess, for the likes of uh, Matto and Papali. You know, we're obviously playing them regardless, but geez, it would be handy to get mm. some quality attacking ball. They're still in field position, a, a which- ton of work, though, mm. probably especially.
0: Um, the question I have about Mitch Moses is like a, a fractured back is no small injury, um, and that's not something you can avoid on a football field. Like it's the centre of everything you do, every movement mm. you make. How's he going to handle the pressures of a – You know, is he going to take the line on? Is he
1: going to stand back for fear of getting hit? Oh, geez, they're going to target him big time in that defensive line, aren't they? I don't know where you hide him. Uh, You can't really push him out that far to an edge or that becomes a weakness, uh, given the way the the bunnies can spread the ball. So, fair point. I I mean, for Supercoach, it's good in that if he gets through the game, it may be boosting Parramatta's uh, Supercoach output. But on the other side, if if you're running at him and you've got a a pretty dangerous forward, that could be just lethal for the likes of, of Cody and Latrell, who've been combining pretty well so either way it's a it's a pretty interesting matchup I kind of see the, bun- the bunnies running away with it but I think Parramatta will be due a better showing just uh, I don't know on what basis but surely they can't choke <laughs> yeah, they can't yeah that's it in an NRL yeah there we go the old surely they can't Warriors and the Sharks uh, again an interesting one both sides well the Warriors had a Somehow got over the line last week against the Tigers. I don't think anyone expected that. Um, Cavalry returning for them. AFB, Noah Blake, Lodge, Josh Curran. Uh, pretty handy, well, super coach-wise and also for the Warriors who've had a bit of a depleted back. Uh, having to recall to Noah Brown mid-season when you've already loaned him, that was an interesting one, but mm-hmm. there you go. They've been running on empty for a little while, thankfully for them. Uh, they're all back, as is Harris Tavita. So some cavalry returning, but what an inspirational win! No, Roger, uh, how they beat the Tigers, I'm sure they and their fans will have no idea. But it's um, the Tigers. they were good.
0: I think that's the the brunt of it. The Tigers lost it more so than the Warriors winning, it, is from what I
1: understand. The old Roy Simmons, 1991, shout out the drop out, <laughs> the drop out straight into Ewan Aikens' welcoming grasp. Uh, that was probably one of the reasons. But yeah, tough watch. Uh, in that doubleheader did watch it with a, a tiger's mate of mine timmy who uh yeah he and i shared some disappointment uh ate our way ate our sorrows at maccas at 11 o'clock <laughs> and then went home but yeah so for the warriors i thought they were they were a much better side last week but the sharks they got tommied they got turboed Oof. they uh yeah they will be horribly down on confidence. Oh, i mean like plenty of teams have been turboed this year
0: but none to that extent so, yeah. In the space they, of like
1: 10 minutes, it was something like three tries. Yeah. And, so and 164
0: points, supercoach points in something like 28 minutes. He was on 60 at halftime, uh, finished on 226 and, um, and got a, what, 12 minute
1: rest at the back end? Hmm. Ridiculous, certainly did. What what could have been uh, if he had stayed out there longer? Um, so maybe talking about the Warriors first. Fenua Blake and Lodge straight back into the starting pack. So great news for guys like myself and, and maybe you that have held on to them over that. Um, well, AFB I thought would be out a lot longer. Yeah. Uh, thankfully that finger's healed up, or at least bandaged up enough. But hopefully back on deck and looking like he hasn't lost any time at all. Did Matt you see Lodge started Oh man, it was great. You can see the I, bone. So he's back this week. Yeah. But- you know, good for him. Things you just can't unsee. But there we go. Hopefully he doesn't it wasn't his offloading hand and he can get a few of those bad boys out. But, um, yeah, so he and Lodge should be good handy points for us. Maybe a, a guy worth talking about. He seems to pop up every year in conversation. That's you and Aitken. Yeah. Big week last week against the Tigers who were deplorable, uh, particularly defending on him. 120-odd is he just a trap as he has been at times throughout his career?
0: I don't know. He's playing in on the edge forward now. Um, so, he could be a little bit more involved, a bit more base stats with tackles and whatnot. So, it's an interesting watch. Um, I don't think he's worth wasting a precious trade on at this stage of the year. But if it's a role that he can lock down, um, at the start a next season with no Tohu or anything like that, it, it might be worthwhile
1: keeping an eye on how he finishes the season. Yeah, if you look um, outside of... Last week he's got a lot of 27s, twenty sevens, yeah, twenty, twenty five, a lot of thirties at the start of the year when he's playing at centre. Uh, so he's very, very hot and cold. So I would say a bit of a trap at this stage. But if you have a look at his run home, uh, Sharks, Dogs, Broncos, Raiders, Titans, not the worst of runs as you get into the back end of the year. Warriors still in with a shout. Um, they may, you know, Harris Tavita coming back and. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it, but I think uh, give it another week if you can. I think his break even's relatively manageable. Uh, It's four, so it's not going to skyrocket in price. But, um, yeah, just wait and see. We've seen it all before. Um, And for the Sharks, uh, Jesse Ramian being back is probably the one of note for me. Uh, Very much missed last week, particularly in defence, but um, that was always going to happen. Hopefully for this week he bounces back. He's a frustrating player to own. He just looks on the precipice every single week but hasn't quite kicked on uh, but, yeah, I'm I'm playing him without question this him. week. I would, I would have be... sat him
0: out of spite for what he put you through last week.
1: <sighs> the bloody ear infection, hey, eh? yeah. Got to love it. If they played it the week, the day before as it was originally planned, probably still plays. Uh, so there you go, crisis. Um, outside of that, the, the guy that's caught in my eye over the last few weeks is Braden Trindle. Um, hard to see where he fits in next year, but he's goal-kicking. He was the focal point of attack against Manly. And where everything was seeming – Everything good that they were doing seemed to come through. So I think a late bloomer in terms of NRL, and he's got himself up to 445K yeah. negative he's been 17 massive over the last even. few weeks. Mm.
0: Very dangerous running the ball. But as you said, for next year, like there's no SJ. Um, Chad Townsend's gone. Do we know or do we have an idea of who their halves are going to be? Because he could be in with a good shot.
1: Would you play Nico Hines there? He, potentially. Potentially. He may not, yeah. If you could, yeah, you got Will in Kennedy back, so yeah, yeah. I thought he's been he's been very good uh, for them over the last few weeks. Stole a lot of points off of SJ, which is a frustration. Back when he was healthy, but um, nonetheless, he looks a pretty good shot uh, this week as well. If you're in draft or whatever, uh, he's a very good buy. But Supercoach, normal classic, he's probably not. All right, let's take a quick break. We can come back to run through the last four games, and before we get into captains and vice captains. Kraken few matchups on Saturday night. First one being Roosters and Panthers. Uh, Penrith are still waiting on Nathan Cleary to come back into the starting side, but he is named in Jersey 21. So we've heard he, well, Ivan Cleary was definitely not confident that he would make a return, but geez, it's good news for anyone iron him off. And they were talking about him during the week as having a good uh, training hit out. So, all signs point to, if not this week, then next week. And that poses us more headaches for super coaches. What are, you, uh, are you keeping an eye on him or have you scratched him given his price? I'm keeping a very close eye on him. Um, but I've got the
0: conundrum at the moment where I've got Sam Walker and Jerome Hughes as my halfbacks. And they're performing admirably, uh, especially Hughes. Who but uh as I say it might be some troubles with him, but um my my hooker has become an issue with Brayley and Cheese now that Grant has returned, so I might have to spend my last precious trade up there rather than getting Cleary back. But it's someone someone I'm definitely watching. Um if um I get KOTD again, then yeah, mm. Cleary could could make a comeback into the Sonics.
1: There you go. Uh, it would be lovely if he came off the bench for ten minutes or something uh, oh, this week, just to get a bit of a you know a feel for. Him. I doubt he will he break even. Is it two twenty odd? Something hideous like that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely above two hundred. But if he has a, a quiet week, and it was looking like this week, if he did get suited up against a, a relatively tough opposition, would see his price uh, free fall. And that's sort of what I'm waiting on. the The last trade that I could possibly make would be to bump up. SJ uh, to him, I've got about 400K. So, I need him to slip below around 800. So, need a few quiet weeks to Brett, get Nathan Cleary in. But we know Cleary doesn't do that. So, it's definitely fingers crossed kind of time. Elsewhere for Penrith, they've got some cavalry. Uh, Coruscant, Yo, and TPJ uh, all coming back or debuting for them in TPJ's sake. Maybe worth talking about him. Unfortunate for Owners, he's on the bench. Mm-hmm. What does that do for him? Um, it's just a
0: very congested... Um, pack now, isn't it? I uh, say Capewell is playing in the centers now, so they can fit everybody in. They got Villy Kickow on one edge, Scott Sorensen on the other, and TPJ um, on the bench with Matt Eisenhuth and Spencer Linneo. So, I mean, Isaiah was going to play 80, you'd think. Kickow mm. comes off usually just before half time and has a 20 to 30 minute break. So, maybe that's where TPJ comes in as um, the danger time around the tired forwards then to cause a bit of havoc.
1: But it's a bit, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Radley and Walker coming up against TPJ, given after what he did when he was playing for the Broncos earlier in the season, that fateful game where Radley caught about a 700-week suspension. <laughs> Pangae was all over them. Uh, same opponents this week, has a point to prove being in the new side and all that. Even if it is 30 minutes, if you're just scrounging around for numbers, he's not the worst shout. Um, i would suggest don't know where he'll play if it's through the middle probably not as ideal but if he's not parked on an edge and can target uh, the small halves as he's done throughout his career it could be worth a few sneaky offloads and that kind of thing but uh, definitely expecting a better penrith side this week i think last week they got towed up by the storm as many teams have so far this season but at least with uh, the players coming back on deck they could be back to the, the tougher opposition we were seeing so far in the year. But for the for the Roosters, uh, not really much doing. They had a very good win over Parra last week. Uh, Sam Walker still looks um, a very good prospect. You've got him in your halves. Uh, mm-hmm. Hard to take him out for this one. Penrith, uh, as we said, were, were poor last week. Should be better, but, geez, I, I really don't know. How, who are you leaning towards in this
0: game? I, th- I think I would back the Roosters. I think they're being heavily... Um, underestimated at this stage. I took them last week against the Eels. The Eels were the heavy favorites and I just thought the way that both teams were playing, the Roosters are starting to get some chemistry again and some form together um, the same way South are. So, I like what they're doing. Um, I don't like the team itself, but I like what they're doing and, <laughs> and they're, um, they're coming strong at the right time of the year, whereas the Panthers are sort of treading water at this stage. So, um, yeah, without Cleary there, if Cleary especially doesn't get in,
1: um, I'd be back in the Roosters, I think. One more of these luxury matchup plays, but Satili Tupanua. So, not overly popular, 10% of sides, but I've got him in. And if I had to make a call, I'd be tossing on whether to play in this week. Um, against some of the better sides this year, he's s- that struggled a bit. Uh, when he's not scoring tries, he tends to score very low because his base is terrible. Uh, but this week against Penrith um, and a lot of people back on deck, is he a guy that you'd lean towards leaving out? Obviously, you've got to know what people's sides are, are making up. But, um, I don't know, I struggled to see him going 50-plus here.
0: Yeah, I think you'd just play him because of the upside. I mean, and and it's easy to say because a lot of people just have to play him regardless, considering the numbers. But um, Billy Kickow is a, a loose cannon, you know, for lack of a better word. so And he's not the most defensively sound edge uh, forward. So it's it could be a spot that um, the Roosters target. And Tupanua has been um, really good, you know, running off Teddy's dangerous attack a lot of the time. So I'd be playing
1: him just purely on the what if. Manly and Storm. Uh, this is a terrific matchup. Two sides very much in form, starting with Manly. Uh, so both sides are. No real super coach relevant return. So we're seeing what we did last week. But maybe the big question for this one is what is Tommy Turbo going to do against the top of the table storm?
0: It's it's hard, isn't it? The, the storm are the a top or bottom two team for fullbacks to score on. They only let in about 48 per game to opposing fullbacks. So Tommy's really uh, got an uphill battle here against one of the better defensive sides in the com. Um, for me, I'm probably a big call, but I'm going to avoid having any responsibility on him this week just to see how he goes.
1: There you go. It's uh, going to be a tough watch, but hes uh, I had a look, and he's only played two other top five teams so far this season. Obviously, you can only play what's in front of you, but mm-hmm. played Parramatta, got 159, and then at Penrith earlier in the year when they were pretty darn good, 68. Yep. So, hasn't faced the stiffest of opponents, not so much storm um but you know it's it's tough to see him going quietly but geez 200 points could be a stretch but it is a bit cool. like um i think for for me anyway the luxury of having lo- so few players in the side as it means i can start having a, a good look at these vc loops yeah absolutely um, so maybe a guy like tommy turbo on a saturday night with a few games to come um as you said you just it's hard to say what we're we're in for here given his opponents but um at least you're not completely avoiding uh, having some semblance of captaincy on him. So I might be going down that path. Uh, Maybe the Storm, we'll we'll chat a few of those guys, but all the cavalry back on deck. You got Harry Grant back last week, didn't look like he'd missed a beat. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen still on the bench. uh, So I don't know what, I assume they're doing that whole 30-minute swap out with Nico Hines as they did last week. Although he did pick up an ankle injury during the game, Nico. So I'm not sure whether it was a force change or anything like that, but still named at the one jersey. So I'm not sure what's going on there. And then obviously, um, Grant being back means Brandon Smith has a reduced role. Mm-hmm. So there's a fair, too many chefs in the kitchen, really. Maybe picking them apart. Brandon Smith, you mentioned he has a headache of sorts at yep. your hooker spot. What do you see? Was it just an aberration
0: last week? Potentially. I mean, Harry Grant came on um, and they played together for a fair bit. Brandon Smith moved out to, um, I think he played lock for a fair while. It's just he doesn't get his hand on the ball as much when he's not at the um, in the rake position. He's not running and picking off the tired markers and, and that sort of thing. So, he just has a reduced role with Harry Grant there. And Harry Grant being so dangerous uh, with the ball in hand, Makes such a huge difference for the storm, so I think they want him out there as much as possible. But um, there is room for both of them. I just don't see Brennan Smith's points continuing like they have been um, over the next six weeks.
1: Yeah, it was a it was interesting one. He was looking dangerous, had the ball in attack. You know, on, on the line when he was playing at that edge or, or lock forward role and, and didn't get across the line but still he i uh, can see the points flowing for him against some of the poorer teams down the track but against manly could be again a tough proposition um ryan pappenhausen off the bench looked a hell of a lot better than he did the week prior against the cows um but basically killing nico hines is an option is he not yeah it's, it's
0: been awful since he's been back mm. um I, I think with Puppy, it's just a case of getting some confidence in him. So, I think that's the only reason he's playing off the 17. That's what I'm reading into it. So, you know, don't quote me on that. I'm not belly bellyaching. I think the best shrinks in the world couldn't pick what he's thinking. But <laughs> um, to me, it would just be about getting some runs in the leg and some confidence in taking the hits, on, you know, on his shoulders, on his heads, um, you know, hopefully he doesn't get hit in the head. But getting those um, proper football um, you can't get that from training, you know, getting the game experience. Nico is probably going to play out the first 25 to 30 minutes. Maybe he's going to progressively get less of a role as they, you know, bring Puppy more and more into the fold. But we saw last week, uh, you know, that ankle injury happened and he gave up the kicking to Munster for one, but he, he claimed it back. But when Pappenhausen came back on, um, he got the kicking tee over Nico and um, and then mm. eventually Nico ended up on the bench. So... That's, it's a real concern for any Nico holders. It might be time to flick him considering he's still very highly priced. But what I will say is it'd be worthwhile keeping a very close eye on the teams for this one because I understand Jerome Hughes is in a lot of doubt, picked up another calf injury last week, has been named obviously, but um, there's just a few whispers around that it's more belly ache, silly buggers, and he'll be uh, a late out. So, maybe we see Nico switching into the halves for Jerome Hughes there and Pappenhausen um, come in as the
1: number one. Yeah, I was very surprised to see him named on the team list, obviously not being a doctor or whatever. But uh, given last week it was looking like curtains for him for at least a week, at strapping and... in and- you know, it was taken off at the back end of the game and all that. It looked at least a week. So, you'd suspect um, keep a very close eye, as you said. Because I think Nico, even at harp still a handy enough option. Yeah. Um, particularly at center wing. But I think this week, though, given the price tag, and I think he's at a 200 break even as well, like now's the time to move him on. Because uh, I don't think he'll scale the heights he did at the start of the year to get him up to 800k plus. So I think if you're going to bank the cash, now is a very good time to do it. But um, yeah, hopefully for me and guys that need to hold on to him, he can at least churn out a a 50 or 60 if he does stay at a a fullback or go to the halves, as we suspect. But yeah, interesting times ahead. Uh, Anyone else in this game, mate? I think Harry Grant, it goes without saying, best luxury trade in the game right now if you can afford it. Absolutely. At hooker, 60 minutes playing out the game. I think that was everything you needed to see. He is just insane. He's phenomenal. Um, And
0: I've said in one of my articles earlier, he's going to be my first picked next season. Um, You can't go without him, I don't think.
1: Dogs and Tigers, not going to spend too much time on this one. Dogs, write them off. Luke Thompson cannot come back soon enough. Josh Josh Jackson, though, did okay. Got him in draft. There you go. Uh, For the Tigers, though, the the biggest... Interest players are obviously your boy Adam Dewey and David Norfoluma. Uh, this game, I know we've eyed off the dogs as being easy beats and they tend to be, but Supercoach-wise, I don't know, something about them, I don't know if it's I haven't backed this up with stats or anything like that, but tend to drag some sides down to their level and maybe just holding off some of the points we would normally suspect. So against the Cowboys or whatever who just are turnstiles, the dogs tend to get into more of a grind I know you were talking about uh, Adam Dewey being your captaincy or vice-captaincy, whatever. But, um, yeah, are you suspecting a, a Tigers route? No, I I can say see Dewey was my
0: VC last week. You're getting it mixed up. Um, big, uh, he He's definitely a play. obviously. You play everyone against the dogs. But you're right, they've dragged some teams down as of late. And um, whether it's teams taking them for granted, the Bunnies only two weeks ago only sort of just slipped in against them. So... I think it's teams coming out thinking, oh, we're going to walk all over these teams, and, and that's not been the
1: case. No, and even even last week, I you know the Titans ran away with it in the end, but it did take a while, and even David Fafita was well defended on. So the the usual suspects that you'd imagine are, are going to towel up against the Dogs maybe haven't quite. So the Tigers, I know uh, no for Luma owners, would have been eyeing oh, this matchup has been a good one, but geez, they're not in a good way uh, based on last week. And even whispers around that Nofaluma could get dropped. I think you might have brought that yeah, up. Yeah, I, I heard know. that somewhere. I think it might have just
0: been a shit stirrer, but um, mm. there was talk at some stage that Nofo was going to be the scapegoat for their bad formers of late, which wouldn't have surprised me. Uh, yeah, poor defensively, but. Um,
1: in the eight hours that I spent with Timmy the day after playing golf with him when he and I were sharing our misery with our football side, he did mention that um, Madge came out after the game and singled out certain – he didn't name them, but just said there's been the same players doing the same shit for three years. And the first player he thought of was Nofo. So yeah. maybe it's just a lack of cavalry, but Zach seen on the bench. Yeah. And um, that was an interesting one. I'm hoping that's not, uh, you know, someone that's going to come in for a Nofo. Well, you got Ken Marlow out there who just looks completely disinterested. So who do you replace?
0: There was talk um- – uh, I saw on the Twitter sphere that uh, Sini was training at the centre this week with the ones, so he could be uh, in. But who he replaces? Maybe Nofo does get dropped and you've got a Tommy Talao or something that shifts out.
1: No, oh, that would just be the season uh, or at least the back end of the season <laughs> yeah. that I'm having so far. So, yeah, expect the worst and uh, can't disappoint you. Uh, could be a bad one for this one as well. The worst for me, Titans and Cows. Uh, I think it was 36-0 earlier in the season. Uh, down to the Goldie, I think, this one. But, um, yeah, Queensland Derby, uh, second in a row. Returning Val Holmes, handy option if you've held on to him for whatever reason at centres. He was going pretty good before that shoulder injury, but um, back on deck. Um, turfing out the remarkable, the uh, formidable, the undisputed champion of fullback in NRL 2021, Jake Granville. What's yeah. going on?
0: Don't know, mate. Why would you move such a form player? You put Val in the wing, and he's returning from injury. You know, keep the the future Dalian medalist back at the in the number
1: one. I might have had a sneaky ten dollars on uh, Jake Randall first try score, and directly in front of me last week, uh, he picked up a loose ball, and we're out of our seats, and he proceeded to run about five meters <laughs> and get brought down. But for a moment there, I thought he might have streaked away for seventy odd. 80-odd to get the uh, to get the money, but uh, nonetheless, he's still got to try. But anyway, for the Cows, it's uh, going to be a tough prospect for them, but they've moved Tal Malolo and Helam Lukey to the second row, and I, I've pointed this out at the game. I just said we, our second rows have no punch. They have no starch to them at all, and they were just getting rolled through and providing nothing in attack. This is good, I think. Uh, maybe not so much for Supercoach, but tamalolo Malolo's been right off at the start of the year, but at least for defensively, I'm hoping this turns something around for them. Uh, as well as in attack. But it's going to be a tough watch day for Feeder. I suspect he's going to be off the bench again. I don't know yeah. if you've heard anything, but that seems to be the play. Yeah, coolest. that's it. He's, it's the same role. He's played the last two weeks. He's been named a start and been
0: relegated to the bench by kickoff. So, I'd be expecting similar this week, which is yeah. it's it's hard. Like
1: he, could be, he could be running against the likes of Ben Hampton, um, Murray Talangi, who was poor in defence last week, and also Tamalolo yeah. who's been shifted there first time he's played there for a long time, I think, or at least for a full game. But yeah, it's going to be a, a case of even if Fafid is out, he'd still be a legitimate captaincy option given that sort of side he's running against. But as you can tell, I don't have a lot of hope. Um, <laughs> a couple of other Titans guys we know. Dave Afed is the most popular one. Tino was good last week. Mm, uh, I know uh, has him. There you go, out an 80 odd with a try. I thought he was pretty handy. Um, Corey Thompson, not scaling any great heights, but looking good. Uh, Anyone else? Greg Marju is one that jumps out at me.
0: Um, I had the question on Twitter last week who to get of the Titans wingers? And I I said Marju based on price. And he's come out and had another big game. He scored a try where Thompson didn't, and um, he looks really good. So, he got 58
1: points, and Thompson got 62. Oh, well, there you go. wrong. (laughs) I was off. But,
0: yeah, no, the price is what did it for me. He's much cheaper Um, and a lower break even. But, yeah, no, the kid looks really good. I think he's just getting some experience and and not afraid of a run, and um, he's going to be better off next season. Going to be highly priced, but... um, for super coach, but he's going to be a good a talent for a while, I think.
1: No tries for Corey Thompson the last four weeks. He's gone 37, 44, 48, and 62. So last week, 62 with that try. I know it was against the Dogs, but I still think they defended okay at a line break and a line break assist. I don't know. He, he looks like he creates stuff. Margie might score the tries, but Thompson looks a uh, hell of a lot more involved, at least mm-hmm. from a hit-up and that sort of thing. So either way, I think this week is a great matchup for them. So if you're tossing up and you got the trades and you can bring these kind of guys in, absolutely do it because I do not hold a lot of hope. Uh, anything else for the eight games that were? No, I think we pretty much summed it up. I just want to say that again. It's been seven weeks, seven losses. Come on, Cowboys, do something. The final segment, mate. Captain, vice captain, uh, I'll let you take it away. What are you doing this week and what would you recommend?
0: Uh, I absolutely cannot go past uh, Kalen Ponga as vice captain this week playing the Broncos on Thursday night. As I said earlier, they give up 93 points per game to the fullback position. And, um, you know, Ponga had a 98 with an early rest last week. Uh, I, I think he's primed to. Put on a big one. He's the captain this week too. Without Braley. he gets his first um, taste of captaincy for the side. So I think he'll be very up and about for this game. Um, captaincy, uh, I could be going towards a Cody Walker, as you mentioned earlier. He has a tasty matchup. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a bit of a tougher one this week. There's um, no real clear cut favourites, I think, for the for a captain.
1: Hmm. I mean, before, I, I've forgotten the Knights of playing the Broncos and I've just put Bradman, Bradman Best in, but it's a tough one for me because I want to have something on Tommy Turbo just because. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I don't know if I can back him against the Storm right. as good as he is. Um So, I don't know. It's either I, I keep the VC on him and if I did that, the only option I'd really have would be Dave feeder. but I, I still see Fafida despite probably being off the bench, uh, having a, a try or two against us. So, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Um I'm just going to have to play it by yeah, I know you'll sweet talk me about the Knights, but, yeah, um, yeah, maybe the Broncos turn up on Suncorp Stadium for a Thursday night. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think you can go too much wrong there. It's just such a weird one. You know, a guy that's just laid on 226 or whatever, scored the highest ever, and we're saying he might not be a captaincy player. Yeah, Strange exactly. Strange old. It's, it's
0: a really odd one, but, you know, they are the best team in the competition, unfortunately. It's a, a poor follow-up matchup for him.
1: Certainly are. Maybe before we go, I'm just having a look at the top 10 trade-in, trade-outs. Trade-outs speak for themselves. But uh, the only one we probably haven't spoken about, and he's number four on the list, Joseph Manu, is a trade-in this week, uh, at least as they were Tuesday night. So, interesting one. He had a very big game last week, but it's center, Joey Manu, Mm. or even winger. Was he winger last week? Something along Uh, those lines, but... Just watching the
0: games, so we said a couple of weeks ago that you had to keep him involved considering the form he's had at fullback and in the halves and that's exactly what they've done. He's getting a lot more runs in field and uh, um, creating a lot more so it's possibly a new role for him that he's not just a pure center and in that case he's worth a look.
1: Certainly is, as Nick would say, worth a good hard look. All right, that's round 21, done and dusted. Who knows what fun this will bring. We're already in lockdown, so they can't spring any of that on us. So hopefully a full quota of games, no weird late outs, but I'm sure I'm just prepping for the worst, mate, we've talked about him, Jerome Hughes, I'm sure you can scratch him, and Nofo, you will probably go as well. So, uh, yeah, awesome. on the downside. But uh, if you've got trades in the bank, geez, it must be a fun time of year. Lakey, thank you very much. What a fun Tuesday night. Uh, five, six beers into it. I hope you enjoy them. May need them. The kids are good for now, but who knows what the week will bring. <laughs> mate, it's going to be fun. Love it. All right. All the best, mate. And I'll catch you next week. Sounds good.